Hey, welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I'm not very nice at all. Oh, Mike, you're supposed to be nice, man. I am not a second-class jerk. I'm a first-class jerk. First class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, how's it going, Mike? You know what? Aside from the, the hardest summer I've ever had at work, it's actually I'm doing great. Things are, things are good, and... I'm just really overworked. I threw my back out a bit last week, but I got to go on vacation recently for the first time since COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, We went to New Hampshire. The family went to New Hampshire together to visit some family. We played some rounds of mini golf, you know, explored some shops. Uh, We went to the biggest arcade in the world. It was called Fun Spot. We had a lot of fun. Uh, It was a really really enjoyable trip. Um, It wasn't relaxing, but it was fun. Yeah, we, we have fun spot here in Atlanta, and there's one in Orlando. Uh, the one in Atlanta is not that good, but the one in Orlando is pretty good. The kids love it. Uh, to me, it's okay, but for a, a child, they loved it. You know, the childs were, you know, they the kid the children were crazy about it, especially the um, go karts they had there. Oh, my daughter loved it. We did candle pin bowling. Um, have you heard of candle pin bowling? No. Um, balls are like one third of the size of regular bowling balls. Mm-hmm. And instead of the usual pins, it's like these thin cylinders and you go two frames at a time. Oh, okay. And each frame is three rolls. Oh, okay. so it was really different. I had never done anything like that. I had a good time. It was a really a great weekend I had. It's been a, been a decent summer so far. Well, I'm going to have three weekends in a row where I'm, I'm extremely busy starting at the end of the month. I got three cons I'm going to. One of them's not are, that big. You are uh, nuts with these cons, man. <laughs> hey, hey, I get in free in, in some of them. I don't know why you don't take advantage of trying to apply for the media passes, man. Oh, uh, you know. Okay. But uh, anyway, you know, you Mike, know me. before we get into the episode today, uh, we both got something cool that came in this week. Yeah, the um, Disney Afternoon Adventures collection came out. Yeah, man. Uh, it retails for twenty nine ninety five, but I think mine came out twenty six ninety five. Where'd I you think... get it from Amazon? Yeah, I got mine from Amazon. Ah, that's interesting. Me too, but I didn't get a price collect- correction on it. No, you didn't get that. Uh, no. You must. When did you pre-order yours? Um, about two months ago. Okay. Uh... Not as early as you did, so it must have been higher when you did. Yeah, it was higher when we did, and I know Amazon has a, a pre-order price guarantee. So, like, as long as if the price ever drops during you the pre-order, the best price. Yeah. yeah, you get the best price. Yeah. So, so it must have gone down before I pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's a really cool collection. Yes, you know, um, we're not gonna review it, but I think we can briefly discuss it. You know, um, we might do a review for Chaos Guys a little later, or maybe the entire book a little later one day. I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go first. Um, I got to speak it in, in two different ways, Mike. Uh, I think as me being a hardcore Darkwing collector, I'm content with the book. Uh, I'm not crazy about the Justice the uh, Justice Ducks uh, comic because I have it in Disney Adventures. Uh, was it in Disney? No, it was in Colossal Comics and, Collection and the Cartoon Tales. Yeah, and the Cartoon Tales. So there's other ways to obtain it, and I have both of those for the Justice Ducks. Um, so so kind of been there, done that. Been there, done that for Justice Ducks. Uh, I didn't care for the Goofy movie uh, comic. I've seen the movie ten million times. Me too. You know, so the, the art for that one is really good, though. I am excited. The I'm excited. The Gummy Bears are in there. That's uh, a nice addition 
That's mm-hmm. a really that, at least they remembered them. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's two DuckTales. I know you said one of them is, is, is extremely short. Yeah, it's two pages. Um, Chippendale's in there. I have not read that one. Uh, and, and uh, Bonkers. Oh, yeah, but he's four, <laughs> which is four, four pages, <laughs> but it's just a dumb joke. The entire yeah. story is just a dumb joke. Um, which uh, that's pretty true of Bonkers because Bonkers was a dumb joke. Uh, and then, uh, then there's the, the big boy I think that everybody really wants that's in there. Um, the reason to actually buy it. Yeah, the Legend of the Chaos God. Um, I have the Legend of the Chaos God from the Disney Adventures, but if you're going the old school way to get it, it can be a little pricey because I believe it's in five different issues of Disney Adventures. Well, um, yeah, five, yeah. And, yeah. Not, and not five consecutive issues. There was one month where they skipped it. Yeah, where they skipped it, and I believe two of them are a little pricey. There, there's one with Darkwing on the cover. I can't remember which Darkwing cover it was. If it was the one with Hammer or the one with the mask, I, I can't remember. But uh, that was a little pricey, and the one with the Power Rangers, I, I believe it's like number four right. on the comics uh, for the Chaos God, part four. So it is a little pricey. Uh, Disney Adventure, you can only get it on eBay probably or Macari and stuff like that, third-party sellers. So it is kind of a pain in the butt, but with this Disney Adventures collection book, you get it all in one. And on top of that, this is a full-size book. It's not in digest form. So you get nice big pictures, nice larger art. Mm -hmm. And it's a really well-done story. It's it's enjoyable. It's, It's the best thing in the collection, definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely say as a hardcore collector, you should still get it, especially if you're a casual collector. You should definitely get it if you because it's, it's a lot of the stuff is hard to get, man. And and don't let the cover of the book and Darkwing's name right there on the cover trick you into thinking this is a Darkwing collection. This is a Disney Afternoon collection. Yeah. Um, but Darkwing's the marketable name, and so it kind of went in that direction. I mean, there is more DuckTales material in this than Darkwing when you get right down to it in terms of how many stories are in it. Mm-hmm. But Darkwing got the focus. But yeah. you know, as a fan, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but I'm the, fine with the it, longest but... thing in the book is the Goofy movie because it's the entire film. Yeah. <laughs> Justice Ducks is pretty long in there too. Yeah, I mean, that's the enti- that's two episodes worth. But yeah. again, the meat of this, the, what you're going to get it for is Chaos God, mm-hmm. uh, which is really great. Really quick, Mike, we're doing okay on time. Really quick, explain to them really quick, what is Chaos God? So Chaos God is a five-part story that each part uses a different Disney Afternoon series. Um, They don't really intermingle. It's not a true crossover. The only thing that crosses over is the character Soligio and his um, crystal that whenever a character touches it, they are possessed by his spirit. So it starts off with Tailspin, which it has to because Tailspin takes place like in the 1930s. And then it moves on through Rescue Rangers, Goof Troop, DuckTales, and then Darkwing. So even though the characters aren't really intermingling much, except for to, except for Gizmo Duck, who crosses over from Darkwing, DuckTales to Darkwing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really great way to see all these characters cross over. There is one page of the writer of the story explains how this was written. And they weren't allowed to cross the characters over that way. So they mm-hmm. had to make it so something else crossed over. So that's how they came up with Saligio and the Crystal. Um, and, of course, they also mentioned how Saligio was mentioned in the Let's Get Dangerous episodes of DuckTales. Mm-hmm. 
So that's in there too. It's funny that the uh, new DuckTales got a shout out. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, yeah, Chaos Garden is a fun way. Like you said, it's not a, a full kind of crossover, but it's a storyline crossover. Yes, basically. Mm-hmm. And this was printed, what in when were they originally written? 1994? I believe so. 93 or 94, somewhere around there. So I read this was the last DuckTales comic that was written in the Disney Afternoon era. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Probably the last Rescue Rangers one, too, I'll bet. Yeah, so definitely get this uh, minimum for the Chaos God. It's definitely yeah. worth it. Before we move on, I was thinking of saving this for an actual review, but mm-hmm. I noticed they've gone in and adjusted some of the artwork. Mm-hmm. There is, remember Justice Ducks when Negaduck pulls out the shotgun? Yeah. It's still there, but it's painted crazy pink and green colors. <laughs> so now it looks like a toy. Yeah. And there's an in, a very interest, infamous artwork mistake on the last page of the Darkwing Duck story in which Gizmoduck and Fenton are drawn in the same shot. Mm-hmm. And in this version, they've removed Fenton. Uh, they've corrected it. Okay. So, I've only read I've only read the tailspin part so far that Chaos got. So I, I'm I'm gonna start I'm gonna keep reading some more. It's kind of hard with the Olympics going on right now, but I'll definitely get it. I'll get to it. You won't um, be disappointed. Yeah. All right. So Mike, man, what episode? On? Yeah, we're moving on, man. We'll save that for another day. Especially get you and maybe Bill or somebody can give a full review of the Chaos God, or maybe I'll be included in that as well. I um, like that. Yeah, so we'll definitely do a full review. But, Mike, what episode are we doing today for our podcast, man? We are doing Fraudcast News. Uh, Before we go any further, that title is from the 1987 James L. Brooks movie, Broadcast News. Criterion. Um, And for our animation fans, James L. Brooks is one of the executive producers on The Simpsons. And he still is. He's 82, and he's still working on The Simpsons. Um. So this, that's, that's where this episode title comes from, Fraudcast mm-hmm. News. Now, Mike, I remember before we ever recorded for this podcast, uh-huh. you were not too fond of this episode. Don't don't say where you're at now. Don't say where you're at now. Sure. We'll, we'll, say, we'll say that as we get into it. No problem. Um, uh, I was kind of more like, hey, I like it. It's kind of cool, you know? You, mm. you you were against it, but we'll, we'll see. Have I changed on it? Have you changed? Are we still in the same spot? Um, I will say this. It's an episode I haven't seen too many times mm-hmm. because for some reason, this one was left off my bootleg set. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. This one, Hot Spells, of course, and the Christmas and Valentine episodes, which didn't matter because they were on DVD, were not on my bootleg set. So okay. I have not seen this one that many times. Okay. Okay. So that so maybe not, that explains a little bit of your pre uh yeah, review so of it. <laughs> kinda like hot spells. It's one I haven't seen a lot. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this, Mike. What is our production and air date order? All right. This one aired Saturday, November seventh, nineteen ninety-two. And it's the deepest so far by production numbers. It was number eighty-nine. Woo! Two away. We are almost done. <laughs> I know I keep saying that, but like this is the literal home stretch. Oh man, we are we're almost there, man. All right, and uh, who who's this written by or our story editor? Story editor is Doug Langdale. Except for one coming up, he's doing all the rest of them. And our writers were Bill Motts and Robert Roth again. This is their third episode. I believe they did Star Cross Circuits and Frequency Fiends, and they're. Cool. 
And they're also going to do Clash Reunion coming up. So okay. a decent selection of episodes. Mm-hmm. One great one, absolutely oh, yeah. by far. So they're not bad writers. I like them well enough. Okay. And animation is our old friend Hanho is back again. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about this episode is it's pretty good with colors and shadows. There's some scenes. Very good, yeah. There's some scenes when they're in the living room watching TV. It kind of reminds me of, remember Let's Get Respectable? Mm-hmm. How they were watching TV and we noted the uh, shadows and colors were great on that one. Yeah. Very similar. I mean, it's the usual stuff animation-wise, but a lot of the colors are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I did notice Darkwing has a pink mask throughout the entire episode. I noticed that on when mostly when the, the, he was in the dark. That's when right. I noticed it, yeah. But he's in the dark through most of this episode. Yes. Like most of these ABC season two shows, most of the episode takes place at night. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it's Hanho. It's serviceable. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, we have a really big voice actress to talk about in this one. Um, we'll, we'll give it a moment to get to this person. So okay. why don't we start talking about the plot? All right, let's go ahead and get into it. DW and LP, they're chasing the cheese game. You remember them, Mike, right? I do remember them, although maybe the designers didn't because this is a completely different cheese gang. Yeah. <laughs> the female isn't there, and they look a lot more, they look a little bit more rougher than they did last last time we saw them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the leader was voiced by Jesse Cordy in Starcross Circuits. In this one, he is voiced by our old friend, Charlie Adler. Yeah, Starscream. Yeah, remember, he voiced everyone's favorite Darkwing villain, Trench Rot. <laughs> oh, we all yeah. love Trench Rot, right? Uh, no. <laughs> he, uh, Adler's getting a bigger role a few episodes from now, so I guess when they had him, they just had him do this one line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could definitely tell it's Charlie Adler, though. Yeah, he voices somebody else here, but we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, I will say this opening chase is very fast paced. Yes. Like it's it's actually pretty energetic, and I do enjoy it. Yeah, so one of the cheese, the leader of the cheese gang, he shoots a uh, cheese through like a, I guess a cheese gun. A cheese gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Darkwing and LP, they're they're spinning through the rat catcher, and um, they uh basically when they stop spinning though, they see a truck coming, getting ready to hit them. Yeah, I I love the animation on this scene because like the shadows and the lightning, the lighting and everything is just fantastic to me. Uh, it's really quick though, Mike. Uh, and then uh. Darkwing and LP, they jump over the truck with like some springs on the rat catcher, was it? Springs? Yeah, or something? yeah, something like that. <laughs> but of course, it's exaggerated how high they can go. <laughs> but luckily, when they come down, they land right on top of the Cheese Gang's truck. Yeah. And Darkwing <laughs> has to stop his victory spiel because he realizes all the villains are unconscious. Yeah. But then, like, it kind of breaks off and, like, we get the news is being reported about Darkwing. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this whole thing was not really actually live. It was already recorded. Yeah. Yeah, and so Darkwing's on the news. Mm-hmm. He's, they're watching. Well, they were watching. No, that's later. The Pelicans Island thing, right? Yeah, it was later. Okay, yeah. So Darkwing's on the news, and uh, it's Bianca uh, Beakley. She's reporting this, and then she talks about a roach and so, or something real quick. Uh, I believe she didn't name the roach yet, did she? She does. Meriwether the cockroach mine. Okay. And uh, we quickly see Gosling is a fanboy or fangirl. She's of, uh, very Bianca. fangirling for Bianca Beakley in this episode. Yeah. So let's take a moment to talk about Bianca Beakley's voice actress, mm-hmm. because this is a big one. 
this is a this is this character was voiced by April Winchell, who, in terms of what she's done, like she's a huge voice for Disney. Uh, it, she did a lot. She's done a lot for Disney in the past 30 years. Her earliest voice acting role. I don't know if you knew this. You know, uh, Mrs. Herman, the giant pair of legs in the Roger Rabbit cartoons, Baby yes. Herman's mom. Mm-hmm. That was her voice. First voice acting role oh, as okay. Mrs. Herman. She was born in 1960, April Winchell, and she is the daughter of Paul Winchell, the original voice of Tigger. Dang. Also the original voice of Dick Dastardly and Gargamel from the Smurfs. Okay. So his daughter went into the same the same field. Uh, she this is another early voice of hers, Bianca Beakley. She would voice Peg on Goof Troop. Mm-hmm. We all know what Peg sounded like. A lot mm-hmm. like this character. Uh, she would voice Lucky Piquel's wife on Bonkers. Um, she voiced Cruella DeVille on the 101 Dalmatians TV show. Okay. And for the past 22 years, she has been the voice of Clarabelle Cow in all Disney media. Okay. So, and they still use her a lot. Like Clarabelle Cow is on all the shows my daughter watches. And it's April Winchell. So okay. this is an early voice for her as Bianca Beakley. Um, she's all right. What do you think of Bianca Beakley? Yeah, she's cool for, you know, one-time villain. She's cool. She works for yeah. this episode. So, again, Goslin is fangirling out about Bianca Beakley, and Darkwing's a little bit depressed because Goslin isn't fangirling out about him. Yeah, he's hating, man. He's getting a little jealous, you know, because, uh, but he does accept it a little bit that, that, she, that Bianca is a decent role model. He does accept least- it a little bit. At least she isn't the roaring lunatic monster Goslin usually idolizes. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Bianca Beakley is a roaring lunatic monster. Yeah, she's in a, like a, a staff meeting. She's fired up and it shows in her eyes and her teeth. <laughs> yeah, her eyes are blood red and she has sharp teeth and she's screaming at her two idiot sidekicks, basically. Yeah, their ratings are dropped. And it's funny, when one of them shows her the chart of the ratings, there's a little peak. And it said, when we had this one thing of Darkwing, I'm like, was that Darkwing's rating when he was watching himself? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) maybe he had every TV in the house on. (laughs) So I I, I thought that was hilarious because in my mind, I'm like, that had to be Darkwing. He was the only one watching it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, of course. And he says, you know, there was a tiny uptick in the ratings when they played the Darkwing clip. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she decides, you know what, maybe she can do a, a series on Darkwing Duck. Yeah, but she kind of stole that from uh, one of her staff guys. Yeah, she's the usual thing where she tells him, you know, get out. And then she's like, wait a minute, I can do a story on Darkwing Duck when it was his idea. Yeah. So then she, you know, she starts recording Darkwing. You know, he's in a chase and uh, uh, LP gets in, the, in, in a brawl, but Darkwing gets pulled to the side. And he's a little camera shy at first while Bianca's reporting. Because they show up out of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> and then so fast that it's Launchpad who has to fight these guys. Yeah, he does his thing, though. He kind of hits them. <laughs> he beats them. And yeah. Darkwing actually has to give him credit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Bianca wants to – she wants to follow him around for the night, you know, and check out what's going on. So they end up at a Hamburger Hippo. Woo! This might be the last Hamburger Hippo on the show. I don't oh. recall anymore. No. Well, we're saying goodbye to things big time now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next scene, Mike, though, I've seen it quite a bit in, like, commercials and bumpers. Right. Uh, what scene is that? The scene where uh, Darkwing uh, says it's a slow night and he jumps out 
and there's an old lady, and she and hits him with the purse. Yeah, he says uh, she broke the law because it was a parking violation on the meter. Yeah, I've seen that scene quite a bit in the in the bumpers and stuff, or like in I, the commercials. I think a lot of those later advertisements made use of the ABC season two stuff because it was all new mm-hmm. at the time. It was new for the Disney afternoon. So they probably used all the new clips to get kids to watch. Okay. Yeah. So it's a slow night. Uh, Bianca's not happy. You know, um, his first broadcast, it's a flop, Mike. Because there's no supervillains. Yeah. They're all at a convention. I love the clip that we do see. I mean, you see Drake and Gosling Launchpad at home. He rented every VCR he could find so he can record it. Um, and <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the episode is when she talks about how Darkwing's dead night is full of, like, pain and, uh, what does she say, disappointment. And there's a shot of Darkwing who's so tired he falls asleep at the Hamburger Hippo. But yeah. it's, the quick, it's the quickest shot. And she passes off him falling asleep as him to being disappointed. But I love how his hand slip, his face slips off his hand and he falls asleep. It's the <laughs> quickest shot, but it's so funny. Mm-hmm. It always makes me laugh. Yeah. So, you know, the supervillains, they're at a uh, convention and she comes up with the idea to be a uh, bug villain because the hottest thing in the news is the Merriweather Roach. Yeah. So she said, and- you know, St. Canard cares more about bugs. And then she realizes, hey, I can work with this. Yeah, so then we get, like, a, a showing of the roach where the roach is, like, hopping around or something, and people are like, I can't even see it. The roach <laughs> is supposed to be a mime. Um, but then again, how are you going to see it? Yeah. I do like the couple who are watching. The guy's like, I can't see anything. And his wife's like, quiet, Henry. This is culture. <laughs> Would they voice, like, did they... Can we figure out who voiced those two characters? I don't know who voiced the guy. Maybe it's Charlie Adler. But there's a woman named Diane Pershing in the credits, and it's got to be her. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it can't possibly be anybody else. Okay. But I don't really know much about her. She's just in the credits there. Okay. All right. So, yeah, the Bugmaster pops up. She makes her interest. Well, or Bianca slash Bugmaster. Yeah. There's no mystery <laughs> here. We know exactly who this is. Yeah, she makes an interest, and uh, she kidnaps the roach. And at home, it turns up on the news Goslin recognizes the voice right away. Yeah, she recognizes the voice. Um, uh, it interrupts while they were watching Pelican Island. I thought that was funny. This might be <laughs> the last Pelican's Island reference, too. God, we're getting a lot of laughs, man. <laughs> yeah, and Launchpad goes, oh, maybe they made it off the island this time. <laughs> yeah, okay, Launchpad. Yeah. I do the- notice we have a brand new newscaster. Yeah. I guess Tom Lockjaw's gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe they couldn't get Scott Bullock back anymore, so they decided to get somebody new. I think mm-hmm. this is Charlie Adler. This is a duck now. It isn't a dog. It's some random duck newscaster. It's not Dan Gander either. It's someone entirely new. Yeah, you know, and and, and Gosling is trying to plead to him that she knows who she thinks she knows who this is, and Darkwing's ignoring her, man. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, she shows up, and uh, she shows up at uh, Bianca's um, office, correct? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We haven't gotten okay, there right. yet. First, right, they ahead, have the ahead. fight in the museum. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. They, okay. Because the museum has the golden scarab, and okay. Darkwing assumes she'll show up there to, to kidnap, to, to steal it. That's and right. Darkwing and Launchpad show up at the museum, and the two cameramen show up coincidentally. Mm-hmm. 
and then the yeah. Bugmaster appears. Yeah, she's in the curtains and she has the the wasp stinger. Yes, and the stink bug gas. And the stink bug gas. Yeah, she throws that at Darkwing, but Darkwing kind of easily beats her a little bit. Yeah, with the, with he's the grappling actually, hook. When he does the superhero stuff in this episode, he's actually pretty competent. Like. Mm-hmm. There are some episodes where he's just really lucky or very clumsy. Here, his superhero like stuff is really cool. Like he actually, you can tell he's good at his job, mm-hmm. but she still gets away and steals the scarab. Yeah. So and she then, so, in, yeah. Ahead. So she decides that she likes being a criminal, and yeah, the she, scarab she pays bragged, more than her salary. Yeah, and she's bragging about how how she's in complete control right now. Yeah. So she wants to do one final report: the extermination of Darkwing Duck. Yeah, the plot begins on that. Yeah, okay, good luck, lady. <laughs> yeah, so th- then Goslin, uh, she starts, she's still expressing her suspicions on Bianca. And Darkwing's mm-hmm. right now, his has got such an ego, he doesn't even want to listen to her. Yeah, he he's like, yeah, go ask Bianca. <laughs> yeah, know, go man, ask go her yourself, Miss Pinfeathers. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, why don't I? she's like, why don't okay. I? She's like, why don't I? Yeah, so now Goslin goes to the office, correct? Yes, and there's like a two-episode arc with Goslin where she wants to be a reporter, because we get mm-hmm. a lot of that in the next one. But here, apparently, she is a member of the St. Canard Elementary Press, which is something we <laughs> haven't really... We don't know that about Goslin until now, um, mm-hmm. which explains why she likes Bianca Beakley so much. So she goes to her office, and what happens? She sees the mask. Yeah, she sees the bug helmet. Yeah, and she sees it. Yeah, Bianca starts manipulating her, you know. Uh, Just trying to make Goslin Darkwing fig- look good. Yeah, Goslin figures figures it out. Like, uh, hey, you know, you're just trying to boost up your rating, and she's like, I'm, co- I can live with that. <laughs> yeah, as long as it makes Darkwing look good, Goslin's okay with it. Yeah, you know, and then uh, we uh, we switch back to Darkwing, and um, he's using science trying to find her. He's trying to he find the bug science, monster. He says science always works. <laughs> and then Launchpad you know, goes he, he leaves, he goes, I'm gonna go read the comics and Darkwing goes don't strain yourself really mean <laughs> Like I love it when he's mean to Launchpad I don't, I love it and I hate it like sometimes he's too mean but then it's still mm-hmm. always funny yeah, but then uh, Launchpad picks something up, Mike, in the newspaper yeah, you, neg- you notice the Negaduck music playing Oh, I didn't catch that. Dun, dun, no, dun, 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 dun. They, they play the negative <laughs> music. Um, yeah, because Darkwing's getting nothing with these readouts. Like he's trying to cross-reference bugs and everything, but he's getting mm-hmm. just a bunch of nonsense, nothing that helps him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Launchpad gives him a newspaper. What's the newspaper say? Uh, it's an ad. It tells uh, uh, the Bugmaster made an ad to Darkwing where she's going to be at and that she has the Mary uh, Weather Roach. Yes, and she says, uh, the location is the corner of 3rd and McSwain. Uh, I am 100% confident that's Ginny McSwain. That's a reference to the voice director. How could yeah. it not be? How could it not be? Yeah, and then there was kind of like a joke about the untrained eye. <laughs> yeah, Launchpad finishes off the scene by saying he, he wonders how much it costs to get his eyes trained. Yeah, because Darkwing kind of kind of criticized him and said like you know even the something about the untrained eye can get lucky or something like that and of course launchpad makes a stupid joke about it because launchpad would okay yeah. so this is my favorite bit in the entire episode mm-hmm. launchpad uh, of course and this is all the action <laughs> yeah but like this fade this one 
bit of dialogue. Darkwing and Launchpad walk into a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Launchpad, Darkwing comes in. He goes, it always comes down to this, Launchpad. You, me, a supervillain craving my destruction, and an abandoned warehouse. And Launchpad says, yeah, I wish for once it could be a roller rink or something. <laughs> and the idea of a final battle at a roller rink is so hilarious. I wish it would happen. Yeah, that would that would have been funny. It would have been I, funny. I just think it's funny where Launchpad's mind is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, they they're in the warehouse and uh, Merryweather's in the spotlight. Yep, and Merryweather is miming. It's a trap, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I love how this is just a regular cockroach. It isn't like a cartoon cockroach. Mm-hmm. It's just a roach. Yep. So it's like it's treated as such this celebrity. And it's just so funny. It's just a roach. Yeah. And it's, then uh, it's so very Darkwing Duck. And then we, we see a new villain. Kind it's of. It's Goslin as the grub. <laughs> She's in full costume and everything. What's she laughing like? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that laugh is annoying. Yeah, it drives me up a wall. Yeah, it, um, you hear it quite a bit in this episode too. And it's worse when Goslin does it. Yeah, <laughs> poor Christina had to do it. <laughs> and Darkwing's like, "Excuse me, little girl, whom I do not know." Yeah, you know what, Mike? Can can we backtrack just one thing? I'm, sure. I, I'm, I hope you have the notes on it. But the Bugmaster had an entrance earlier, didn't she? She does, but I did not write it down. Oh, okay, okay. It was that that that, that showing of the of the roach. Okay, all right. It's let's get very, back. Now. It's very similar to what Darkwing would say. Yeah. Although Darkwing gets no entrance. No, he doesn't get an interest in this episode. But uh, they get net. Uh, they get captured. You know, through a net. Uh, Darkwing and LP do. Um, and uh, Goslin tells them they are going to the bees wax. Yeah, so uh, I don't know why this warehouse has a gigantic beehive. Again, we got the gigantic <laughs> alarm clock, the gigantic mop ring, the gigantic vacuum cleaner. Yep. Why not a gigantic beehive? Because it's Darkwing Duck. Um, so Beakley has uh, Darkwing Launchpad and Merriweather, who is put in shackles even though the roach is just floating in midair and is not attached to the shackles. Yeah, I didn't. I was like trying to. Watch, is the antennas supposed to it's, be attached to it or something? You know, you know? <laughs> it's, it's stupid for the sake of stupid because it's Darkwing Duck. <laughs> when I was watching it, my daughter was like, "That makes no sense. The roach is just floating in midair." <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Darkwing's like, "Are you sure you can't get out of those those manacles or whatever?" Launchpad of Darkwing is like, "Are you sure you can get out of this?" Yeah, at least they acknowledge it uh, as a joke, you know. <laughs> they know it's a dumb joke, and they totally roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they're, all three are handcuffed over the hot wax, and then the Darkwing feel, uh, finally realize who the Bugmaster is. It took him way too long to figure this out. Yeah. And then, you know, Goslin is starting to question, hey, when are we going to let Darkwing escape? You know? Because they're getting, <laughs> yeah, they're getting yeah. closer and closer to this beeswax, like dangerously close. Yeah. And Goslin's getting worried. Yeah, and LP reminds Darkwing of all his cruelty that he's done to Goslin. You made her <laughs> eat beets, even though you know she hates him. Yeah, because he's been this whole time, he keeps saying, uh, little girl who I do not know. <laughs> this is your way of getting a raise. It's not going to work. And your allowance. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Goslin shoots uh, Bianca with the stinger. Right in the butt. Yeah, yeah right in the she butt. Deci- she decides, you know, this isn't 
you know, you're actually trying to kill him. You know, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And then Darkwing has to do the Carpathian bone dislocation thing to free himself. Ouch. All he does <laughs> is he just, his arms go in all these crazy directions. Yeah. But he does escape. It does yeah. work. Yeah, he escapes and then uh he raises the lever um to get uh Launchpad and uh Merryweather back to the top. And yeah, he, this is when he, I say that Darkwing is super competent because he's he's fighting the two idiot cameramen, but he's like stepping out of the way, he's karate kicking them. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually doing a really great job of being a competent superhero here. I like it when he's really knows what he's doing. Yeah, because he he rejoined Goslin, but she she wants to film everything, all the fight action and the sequences that are about to happen. So right. she's, she's looking for the camera, yeah. Another scene I enjoy is when him and one of the cameramen are fighting over the lever, mm-hmm. and Launchpad and Merriweather are going up and down and up and down and up and down. And Launchpad's like, that's it. I'm cutting out those six-burger lunches. And he says, <laughs> to the, he says to the cockroach, you don't look so good either, pal. And the cockroach <laughs> belches this disgusting belch. Yeah. And it's really, really great. <laughs> Yeah, so Gosling's now filming the fight, and then um, I believe Bianca, she cocoons Darkwing, right? Yeah, with uh, no, I think it's like spider webbing. Okay. Something well, like she, that. She, she called it a cocoon, though. Right, right. Yeah, she, she called it a cocoon, but she, it was just nothing but spider webs. It looks like spider webbing. Yeah, so then Darkwing gets out, his, he gets his right arm out, and then uh, those cufflink things came out. Um, I forgot what he called it. The buzzsaw uh, cufflinks. Yeah. Yeah, so he he uh he he's basically able to free himself through the spider web, uh, and then he shoots web at her jetpack. Yeah, he covers one of the jets, so she spirals all over the room and crashes into the wall and gets stuck in her own web. Yeah, and then we get back to the news reporter. Yep. Um. So yeah, so Bianca Beakley lost her jobs, going to jail, basically. Mm-hmm. And credit for the all the video footage goes to Goslin, who's really proud of herself. It's her oh, first yeah. big scoop. Yeah, and he he rubs it in about how her role model was captured and all that kind of stuff, and how she was, you know. Yeah, she's like your role model was a crook, like an egotistical crook, and she's yeah. like, she's like, what did she say? She says to him, she says something that makes it sound like he was talking about himself. Yeah. <laughs> And he finally catches on, and uh, that's the end, right? Yeah, she's like, oh, you were my hero long before she was. Yeah. And he, he kisses her, and he's like, but you're not getting a raise in your allowance. <laughs> Which is a cute ending. Yeah, yeah. De- decent episode. All right, Mike, shows, let's get it. Shows he, shows he loves her, but he's not going to be manipulated by her either. All right, Mike, let's go ahead and get into this review, man, or our scoring. How many Gascon canisters are you giving this one, man? This is not a bad episode. Um, it isn't great. Like, I would never put it on a list of great or even, like, really good Darkwing episodes. Mm -hmm. And again, it's probably because I'm still suffering from that ABC season two rut. The episodes aren't as good as they used to be. You know, it's just true. But it's a really watchable episode. It's got some good jokes. It's a good Goslin story. A decent villain. And a good Darkwing story. Like in Hot Spells, we love the episode, but come on, it wasn't mm-hmm. Darkwing's show. This one, Darkwing is sharing the spotlight with Goslin, and it really works. I do enjoy it. He's in it one, quite a bit, too. He has some good lines. Mm-hmm. Is it one of my favorites? No, 
but it's solid middle of the pack. So I'll give it a two and a half, which is just dead average. Hey, that's better than what you said about it at the beginning when we first talked about ever recording the podcast. I hadn't seen (laughs) it in a while. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Uh, Bianca's fine as a villain. I think it's cool. Um, I know this isn't fair, Mike, but I think for it being in season two, that's why I give it a little bit more of a bump score than you do, because season two really has some bad episodes, in my opinion. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, like, this one kind of, like, fits, like, you can get by on this one. It, it, it works, you know? It, it's cool. So, I, I, I'm I going to give it a three. I know probably most people will give it the same score as you did, which I think is a fair score. Uh, Launchpad is fun. Goslin is fun. Uh, Bianca is okay, except for her laugh. That, <laughs> oh God, that was so annoying. But uh, yeah, that was a bit much. Even though Merryweather part is stupid, it's funny. The episode knows <laughs> it's. The episode knows that's stupid. Yeah, it knows it's stupid, but they're like, it's for kids. Let's make it funny. It works. It's cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a three, Mike. No problem. How about Bianca Beakley herself? How would you rate her slash the Bugmaster? Okay, for her just inventing her character, the uh, Bugmaster, uh, pretty much overnight, she has some cool weapons as the Stinger, the the Jetpack. Was she as strategic as like a Negaduck and all those other villains? No. No, no, no. No, before or one episode for her wanting to boost up her ratings and all that, and Goslin joining her team, uh, she had she had uh, the minions of uh, you know the, her her crew. I, I would say she's okay. I, I I'll go two two and a half maybe. I'll give her a two and a half as well. I'll be fair. Okay. Um, I mean I love the voice actress. She's great. I don't like the laugh, but she's fun when she's ranting and screaming at people. And she does have these moments where, like, when Goslin's in her office talking to her and she's like, yeah, sure, when she's like, are you boosting your ratings? So I think the voice is great. Um, the costume is fun. Uh, I, I mean, in terms of, like, bug-related villain, she's better than Lilliput. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, by a long shot. And, and um, I think that, that when she was in the meeting with the um, – when they were having, like, a board meeting and she was hitting the table and they had her eyes red with the sharp teeth – I, I think that gave you some sense that, hey, she's going to be okay as a villain, you know, not just a typical regular news reporter. Like, she's she's mean, you know? And, and I'll give Darkwing, the show, this in terms of the gender diversity in this series. There are a lot of female villains in Darkwing Duck. And I'm mentioning mm-hmm. it now because this is the last one. Okay. I mean, you have Morgana. You know, she became a hero, but you got Morgana – Camille Chameleon, Splatter Phoenix, um, Ammonia, Ammonia, Ammonia Pine. Pine, Ample Grime, Icy Ew. Vanderchill. We Ew. don't like all the villains, but there's a <laughs> lot of them. And yeah. the Buckmaster. There is a lot of female villains on Darkwing Duck, and I like that because it shows, you know, the female characters can be entertaining villains and heroes as well. Correct. And I like that. It gives the girls and the boys something to enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's not all just it's 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 not all just male villains, and I do enjoy that. And we got a few uh, female heroes. We had Netunia and uh, the Canardian Guardian. <laughs> yeah, and of course Morgana and Goslin's Quiverwing Quack. Yeah, that's true. So we do get a lot. It's a nice mix. You know, okay. unlike Ducktales, where all the female characters are just like wimps. Okay. It it really shows how things have changed. I like that. 
All right. So, Mike, that's broadcast news. What we got next? Okay. One I don't think I'm going to like nearly as much on rewatching it. Um, Mutancy on the Bouncy. What a terrible title. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this is the one with all the random superheroes in town. We get the, the rubber chicken, a villain that I like a lot. But other than that, this is kind of on my low, low, pretty low for me on ABC season two. Okay. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. Mutancy on the bouncy, guys. That's next week. All right. And Mike, for the people listening to us for the first time, where can they find us at? All podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes. You can watch us on YouTube, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and lots of other places. Um, I'm going to take care of the shout-outs tonight because this episode is dropping only a few days before the St. Bernard Files' two-year anniversary. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've accomplished a lot in those two years. I'm looking over a list of all the people who are involved in the show in some way, and it's a pretty substantial list. Um, I don't know if they they listen, but I'm going to read everybody that we've had some sort of contact with who have helped us out, who have been on the show. We've had Katie Lee, Terry McGovern, Michael Bell, Neil Ross, composer Philip Giffen, artist Mike Peraza, Susan Silo, Writers Jim Peterson, Dev Ross, and John Benke. Animator Derek Bond. Uh, voice artist Michael Goff. Aaron Sparrow and James Silvani from the comic books. We've also had intros by James Marston and Taz Stones himself. Yeah. That's a lot of people who have been on the show, who have helped the show. And I also want to thank all of our fans in the Darkwing community who have been, also been on the show and have helped us out. So I want to thank uh, Felicia McNamara, Lynette. I'm sorry, Lynette. I still have a hard time pronouncing your name. Okariki, I think. I'm so sorry if I mangled that. Tim Partridge, Curtis Finlay, Ar uh, Andrew Wallace, David Hoffman, Tiffany Silverbron, Kevin, Jose, and Oscar, the video game fans who work with you on those bonus episodes, mm -hmm. Owen Calais, Jordan Ferber, Stan Lund, Tori Stone, Vix, uh, Billy Desky and Mitch, Josh, and Pirate Steve from Duck Talks. All you guys, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast these past two years. I appreciate all your help and support, and well, I know you do too. Oh yeah, man, dude, I I didn't even realize it was that many people. It's a lot of people. <laughs> oh man, that was cool. So we start our first episode dropped August twelfth, two thousand nineteen. And that's two years, like three days apart. I can't believe we've gotten so much done. It's a okay. pretty amazing. All right, Mike, real quick, man. I'm going to put you on, on the spot, man. I'm going to put sure. you on blast. Who was your favorite guest of all the cast members? Man, that's hard. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to probably be a toss-up between Dev and Jim Peterson. Okay. I mean, I lean towards Jim because he was a very frequent guest. He came on when we when we asked him to, like mm -hmm. multiple times. Okay. And a lot of amazing stuff we've learned, we've learned through Jim. Okay. But Dev is also amazing too. She gave us so much cool info. So I'm just gonna say it's a toss up between the two of them. Okay. Although, I, I, although I will also say it's hard to argue how cool it was 
to do a podcast with Honker Muddlefoot. So oh, I have yeah. to give it to Katie Lee as well. Okay. I, I will say, for me being biased, Dev wins hands down. Obviously, biasness is in there, uh, even though it was great. Uh, but if you tell me I cannot pick Dev because of my biasness, I really enjoyed Philip Giffen really a lot. Yeah, it was fun to hear info about the mm-hmm. scoring of the episodes. I never thought we'd be able to get him and learn that stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good get. Yeah. And then uh, I will tell you, Mike, from people messaging me, me just talking to folks, I will say most people's favorite is from the uh, virtual panel with um, Savani and Sparrow. A lot of people told me they how much they love their portion of the uh, virtual panel. I was so happy you were able to get them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so shout out to the two Comet guys, man. That, that was huge. Um, Did you say two Comet guys? Comic. I know. <laughs> ho, ho. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> and, and again, all of our fans and the people in the Darkwing community who we've become friends with over the years who have also been on the show, you guys rock. And guys, make sure y'all follow us on uh, YouTube as well, not just on uh, Apple and Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to us. Uh, I'll be dropping some videos soon. I'm not going to say when because I've actually already recorded them, just haven't edited them yet. Been really busy. And then, you know, the Olympics. So life gets in the way. Yeah, life's been in the way. But, you know, just stay tuned to that. And then uh, also pay attention to the uh, podcast, even when we finished uh, all 91 episodes. Uh, Mike has a very fun bonus episode he's got in, in the works. And then we will be doing something special after after we take like a month off, though. We're going to take a month off. We're going to take a little break. A lot of people are asking if we're just going to stop after the episodes are done. And I keep saying, no, we got something. Yeah, we got something cooking, but uh, we, we, we we deserve a break, though, like a full break. Now we're just bonus episodes. Man, gonna... we yeah, we need a break. <laughs> uh, we cool. need a break. Yeah, we won't go on a long hiatus or anything, though. At least a minimum a month. Minimum a month, max, maybe two months. But we still have four more episodes to go. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, that wraps up this episode, guys. And uh, remember, stay dangerous. Have a good night. Ha, ha, ha.